Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? Not much. It's just cruising through the new year. We're already a month in. Going fast. Like, 11 months to go. Everybody's goal should be one twelfth done. It is one twelfth done. No, I mean the calendar is, but yes. your goal should be. Goals should be. Well, my goal is to drop the 10 pounds that I added in 2022, and I am three pounds there. Okay. So if I do three a month, that'd be the first quarter-ish, and I'm down to my fighting weight. I don't think I'll get there in three months, though, because it tends to, I, I dropped like a quick five, and then you add them back, and you da-da-da, and yada-yada, and so three, done, boom. Boom. What? Boom. Although I failed on another goal already. Three? I could be up or down three in a day. Oh, yeah, me too. But I mean, I was, I was down five very gotcha. quickly, and then, but I think three, the consistent, like I'm like, I dropped three pounds. Okay. That was my consistent cool. change. Uh, my goal for a long time, not long time, but I did attempt to kick the caffeine. Allie called me out on that a few podcasts ago. I wasn't going to share that with anybody. I was yeah. see if they all picked it up when the energy level was low. So that lasted 20 days. Cool. And uh, yeah, I said no more of that nonsense. So, so we'll not see. quite enough to make a habit. Yeah, I know. 21 days. And it got hard. The 19th day and the 20th day was the worst. Really? It was the worst, yeah. So the way I share with people is... You know, let's say you have this even energy span throughout your day, mm-hmm. and by for me, induce you know taking caffeine, I tilt that to where I have more energy in the in the early parts of the day, and it wanes throughout the day. So as my day goes on, I become less energetic, I get tired, and I don't have caffeine in the afternoon, or yep. I won't sleep. So then it becomes harder. To make wise decisions, eating and so forth, because I think you're tired and, you know, there's some, you know, brain things going on there where you don't use more of your rational, use your emotional, yada, yada. So I recognized that. There's no question I saw that. You're more energy over the day. You make better decisions at night. But you know what? I like my energy in the beginning of the day. Do you have caffeine immediately? When I wake up? Yeah. Like within 10 minutes or so. Oh, okay. 15 minutes. As long it takes to make the cup, the pot. Have you ever tried to like extend that to a little bit later? No. Oh, I okay. mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going. I'm doing it. I'm not going to like just be like, yeah, I'm going to be yeah. miserable for the first hour and then have some coffee. I'm usually like three or four hours after waking. Not me. my first little bit of caffeine. I, have a cu- I mean, I have a cup of coffee before I run. Yeah, see. Yeah, a lot of people can't do that. It I wait till way after the workout. break for Breakfast. many people. Hey, all right, no more. We got to jump. because Seriously. One, this is one of my favorite questions. By uh, my one of my favorite people, a uh, friend of mine. I talked about him not too long ago. I actually went in this whole kind of rabbit hole of talking about our running club. I'm just going to call it a club now because that's what you labeled it. And uh, so I encouraged Morris to send us a question, and he did. And it's a subject matter that I absolutely love. So we're going to dive into it. We'll we'll talk about our sponsorship and all that stuff another time. So Morris, what do you got? DIY. Hi, DIY team. This is Morris calling from Lexington, Kentucky. I'm a new listener and I've been learning a ton going back through many of the old podcasts. I couldn't find an answer to this question though, so I thought I'd give you a call. My question is, what are your thoughts on the balance between financial gain and joy? 
By that mean, if there is an extra margin around after you paid your fixed expenses and invested for retirement, so you met your responsibilities, we always have that option of kicking it into a brokerage account or etc. What about that new pair of hokas, that dream vacation, that fancy new Garmin watch, for example? How do we balance the urge to sock away all the money we have and then the joy of spending it on stuff we love? Thanks a lot. This is such a great question. I really love it. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of thoughts on this. We're going we're gonna to really try to dial this in and keep our, our time period concise. But you mentioned a couple of things that I want to hit upon. And first, I liked the little innuendo about the Garmin. He knows he knows that I was in the market for a new Garmin. I did buy a new Garmin. He sent me a link, 50% off at Walmart. That was fire, by the way. Woo! Woo! Nice. Woo! Ow! Love that money! Yeah. So you mentioned joy with these purchases. Now, I know it could be semantics, and I don't want to necessarily go down that rabbit hole. You could have just said, hey, the endorphin or the quick happiness or the quick buzz or whatever – but is it does it really bring you joy? Do those things really bring you joy? Now he I define joy as sort of a lasting, you know, feeling of accomplishment or gratification or satisfaction, etc. I like to think of Jesus like with giant eagle's wings yeah. and singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner with like an angel band. I loved buying the garment half off. I love that I have a new garment. I don't think about it much other than when I click the button and start my run and end my run. Uh, It does not bring me joy. So I think that's the first thing. I know you didn't ask about this. I often tend to do this, and I apologize, but none of those things bring me joy. So I view all of those things as, you know, desired purchases, like things that I need to buy or want to buy, and I budget them accordingly. So my retirement, my savings, my investing is all to provide for my future. So that is what that is for. And as you mentioned, when you sort of check those boxes and you have that, you've sort of pursued your financial responsibility for yourself and maybe others to delay gratification using all of that money and pursuing a responsible financial future. Great. Now, the ancillary money is what you want to do with it. And I think that's where if your desire is to pay for experiences or to buy stuff or whatever, I think that's perfectly fine. I think the balance comes in making sure you fulfilled your obligations for your emergency fund, your savings, etc. Everything else is just stuff. Now, or excess, and and it can buy stuff. And when you have goals, more often than not, if they're financially based goals, that's what that excess is used for. So what I like to do is I like to quantify sort of my hierarchy of goals when it comes to finances. I do this across the board, but when it comes to finances, and I set some goals. Like, I love to travel. It is one of... I could say it brings me lasting joy. It doesn't, but I look back on them fondly. I have great memories. I feel like the experiences are invaluable, but it is certainly a high priority for me to spend money on. So that is one of my very first line items that I save or budget for 
in addition and outside of retirement, savings for the future, etc. That's the number one. Number two is when something comes up, like a Garmin watch that I need, or the new pair of Hoka's, he just, he just drilled me there. I mean, yeah. just, or, oh, I got to eventually get a new car and so forth. Then that's just the mechanics of saving and so forth and putting those things away. But I think you have to really dissect what it is that you're saving for towards. And again, you pulled some things out on me, so I'll pull some things out on you. Are those things really bringing you joy? Or are those things really just kind of a fix and a, and a moment of pleasure, not really long-term joy? And if it's not, I think there's a deeper discussion that we probably can rehash on a few runs, Mr. Morris. Oh, what yeah? say you, Daniel? Yeah, but the Garmin and the Hoka's are contributing to you doing something that brings you joy, which oh, is touché, running. Touche, touche. So Very it might true. not be the Garmin, but you didn't really need. You said need needed. The I needed and one. Hocus. No, I need one. I'm going to argue that. Nah, you don't I need know. it. You could go out and run. <laughs> I know. I could look at Morris's Garmin. And be like, hey, how do we do? <laughs> See, <laughs> send me that. It'd actually be probably more freeing. You wouldn't have to stare at your stats all the time. That's probably true. So, but anywho, so See, maybe I'm the Garmin's Daniel. robbing your joy uh, and your right. wallet. That's right. Anyhow, so yeah, I think so. When we uh, start a financial plan with somebody, when, when we really work through sort of a comprehensive financial plan, we start with making sure that the basics are covered. And you talked about this. So we start with retirement and then we work backwards. Why? Because retirement is the biggest, sort of furthest out on the horizon goal. But if you don't make incremental steps towards that every month, uh, it's going to come up one day and you're going to be sorely underprepared for it. So we start with that. Then we work back to kind of the next longer-term goal. And then we work back, work back, work back. Eventually, what we get to is sort of goals and values and how you want to live today and how you can design your life uh, for what's important to you. Inevitably, everybody's going to have to prioritize those goals and values because there will always be competing values in your life. Uh, So you're going to, you know, might be competing between uh, travel and living in the nicest house on the block. I mean, you might have to pick between one of those two. You, you can't spend frivolously everywhere. Uh, or it might be, you know, uh, shopping versus travel versus having a great house. So eventually, you're going to have to make a list of what things are really important to you. There might be three things. There might be 10 or 15 things. But you're going to have to put, put them in some type of order. And that order may ebb and flow over time. Uh, as you build a family, as family moves out of the house, just life changes over time. And so you will inevitably prioritize those. As you prioritize those, then that allows you to figure out where and how to fund those. Uh, and then you assign that extra margin, that extra cash uh, as appropriate. So I think if you just go way to the other extreme and you just save, 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 you end up hoarding cash, mm. which for some people that might be like the highest value for them might be sort of that fire movement, that financial independence. Like, I just want to have enough money to do whatever I want. I actually don't think that's the most fulfilling life to live. Like that's almost, I don't know, that's disjointed. Like just having a lot of money so I can do whatever I want is so incredibly self-focused to an extent. It's not really contributing back into Now, if you're like, I want to have a load of money so I can just volunteer all my time, maybe. And I'm not trying to be altruistic, but there has to be something more than just... I want to get to the point where I just do whatever it is I want. That's that's why I I hit upon that word. And again, I, he's probably sitting there going, I, I could have used happiness. I could have used this. I understand sure. that. But but 
again, I, I think that money's a tool, it's a vehicle, and mm-hmm. it provides for our future, keeps up with inflation if invested appropriately to buy the things in the future we need, et cetera, et cetera. Outside of that, I think it's a resource for you to possibly find joy or ex- if used appropriately. Mm-hmm. And again, what is that joy? And, and, I'll, and I'll circle back, and it might not be lasting joy for me, but you're right. Running is joyful. I, I gen- Sometimes. I genuinely enjoy running, mm-hmm. and so it's a tool, a Garmin or Hoka's or whatever it may be, so that I can continue to do that. I love building memories with my family, traveling and so forth. There's something in me, I always have been this way, that when I leave a destination or my home and I go to a destination, it's a new environment, it's building experiences. I absolutely love it. It, it brings joy to my life. So I, I prioritize that. One of the greatest joys, investing in young people and watching them bear fruit. Doesn't always happen. But some of the greatest joys I've had over the years is investing in young people, watching them succeed, seeing how they bear fruit, grow their family, succeed in their business, etc. It brings me great joy. I would share this with our audience. If you're just going through the routine, you're making money, you're checking boxes, you're doing things, and you are lacking joy in your life, I think you have to do a real self-evaluation of who are you serving, where are you spending your time, where are you spending your resources, and maybe look at realigning those efforts and basically kind of maybe reshuffling your life, and it possibly could change your life forever in a positive manner. Anything else to add, Daniel? Yeah, to I be, cut you off totally It's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, it was a good tangent that you went on there. Thank you. I think, to be clear, we're not advocating YOLO. What's ad- YOLO? You oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So just, like, go find joy and... We're advocating aligning mm. your finances and your sort of intentional financial plan with your goals and values in a way that allows you to ensure that you are funding the most important things first, realizing you can't fund everything. everything. Yep. You will never have enough to do everything that's possible to do. You might have more than you need to do the things that are most important to you. But nobody has enough to buy everything and do everything. I mean, it's, it's just a great one. not possible. It takes a long time to realize how truly miserable you are and even longer to see that it doesn't have to be that way. Only after you give up everything can you begin to find a way to be happy. All right. Great question, Morris. We will send you a $25 Amazon gift card that you can spend on anything you want at Amazon. For joy. For joy. All right, this show and all of them sponsored by Jewel Financial. Visit us on the web, J-O-U-L-E, financial.com. We've talked to a lot of you out there with challenges or complex situations. I love hearing from you. I love being able to sort of zoom and dissect and possibly help you out. Some we can, some we cannot. But if you are in that boat and you want a second opinion or, or possibly considering an advisor, hit us up. Let's schedule some time. Uh, Send us those questions to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. And remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get 
$25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.